Welcome to the Total Athlete Podcast by A3 Sports Performance. I am your host, Ryan Beckwith. The Total Athlete Podcast is geared towards athletes, parents, and professionals. Myself and a team of seasoned pros will give the best advice and knowledge to help athletes accelerate their performance, improve their mental game, and get recruited or promoted. Well, welcome back. We're on episode two of the recruiting process. I'm Ryan Beckwith. I'm Reggie Bolton. And today we're going to dive into the responsibility of the athlete. Episode one, just a quick recap, was was really a global look of, at recruiting, what's expected, how parents and, and fellow coaches and everybody is involved in the process, uh, when to start it, how to start it, all of those things and the intangibles that go with it. But this time around, we really want to dive into the responsibility of the athlete to get themselves into that top tier on the recruiting list, or and as we like to call it in the, in our world, the board. The board. Yeah. Are you one of the the top people on that recruiting board, and how do you get yourself up there? Right. And you can't be there without the academic side. We are student athletes. Right. It's a big push in the NCAA to talk about the student first and. A lot of people think, you know, it's kind of a joke and it and it's a, a marketing ploy to get people to to understand and be sympathetic to the process, but really <laughs> you still have to get into school. Right. Regardless right. of the movie you've watched or the stories you've been told from your dad or your uncle or your grandpa, and there was people on the teams that couldn't read and so on and so forth. Times have changed and a lot of these schools are putting a lot more strict resources into vetting these student athletes to get in. It right. is not anymore just based on the word of the coach. Right. And if those circumstances are still happening, it is extremely rare. It is not happening very often. No. And so what we've got to understand at this point that, if you are a normal human being, and by that I mean you are not a superhuman LeBron James, right, right, or a Usain Bolt, right, then you're going to have to go through the process the way every other student does, right. Period. End of story. Right. So let's start there, Coach. I, you know what, I want to. You said the board because I think this is something all athletes need to understand. Every recruiting co coach has a board in which they evaluate and grade their prospects. Most of them grade up just like we get grades in classes. You get grades in classes: A level, B level, C level. Okay, A are the ones they're gonna offer scholarships to. Now we got to remember, even if you're an A level player, there's other people. You could be an A level player on several schools' boards. So you might get several offers. If you're a B-level player, you're typically, they're waiting to see if the A-level player is going to take their scholarship before they offer you. Right. And if you're a C-level player, it's, it goes the same way. They're waiting to see if the B-level player is going to take it before they offer the C. So a lot of people get into, they might be on a board, a lot of student athletes might be on a recruiting board, and you're getting letters of interest. Correct. We cannot take letters of interest as offers. They're just saying, you on our board and we're interested. Yes. That's all. So I yes. think that's an important thing for all parents and student athletes to know. A letter of interest means you have made a sheet or the board for interest and interest only. 
Now we work on how to, okay, where do we go from there? Yep. So how do we climb the board? How do we climb the board? Because yep. you climb the board when you look at, okay, what are you doing physically? You know, I have sons that have gone through this. We've got one that's going through this process. Ryan's got sons that will go through this process. We've coached a lot of athletes and seen a lot of athletes go through this process. I think people, I don't, and I want parents to understand this, don't look past the academics. Right. Don't think just because they're a great athlete and they, cause you could be a special athlete and go, that's going, that's not going to just get you there. Academics got to get, you have to get it done. So you're building a resume on your academic side, just like you are on the athletic side, you have to build a resume. So going to class, making sure you're doing the things that you need to do on a day-to-day basis, doing your homework, taking that time. So again, I think, you know, we talked a little bit out in the first sec- segment about the sacrifice it takes to be a recruited athlete, yeah. that's a huge sacrifice. Again, no you might have to skip that party this yeah. night because I got a test the next morning. Right. And you have to be able to tell your friends, no, I got a bigger uh, thing in mind. I wanna be a recruited athlete. I can't go and hang out today. Mm-hmm. I gotta study for my test. I think that's a, a crucial part for all parents to understand is not get caught up in, okay, my kid is the biggest, is the best athlete out on the field, but we're not doing nothing in the classroom. because. That's where the recruiting part, that's another factor that we talked about in the first segment that'll cut you off from recruiting. Yeah. The other thing I want to talk about, and this is, this is something that I've heard recently. Don't chase logos. Yes. Don't oh my chase gosh. logos. I say that. Right. Oh my God. A lot yes. of people I can't get, wait for this. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of student athletes get caught up in, ah, well, I'm waiting on USC. Right. And I'm waiting on well, You're going to wait a long time. And you're waiting mm-hmm. and you're waiting and you pass up Sac State. Right. Or you pass up the University of Laverne. Yep. Or you pass up some Division three school that really wants you because they think you fit in their program. I think you talked about in the first. Yes. They have your major. You pass it up because I'm waiting on Penn State right. or Alabama to come. That's chasing logos. Right. We have to be realistic about where we're at. Yes. If, if the schools that are recruiting you are all D3, D2 schools, then that's the level that those coaches have evaluated. Those Division One coaches have moved on. Yep. You're not A on their board. You're not B on their board. You might not even be C, but you're A on the Division Three schools boards. So don't chase logos just because you think or everybody around you is telling you, I think you can play at SC. Right. That's just their opinion. Univers- the SC coaches will tell you if you can play at SC or not. Correct. So I think that's a, a really important thing for all student-athletes is though. Don't get into chasing logos because you'll be chasing those logos and you'll end up nowhere. Yeah. And that's not you'll, your career will end in high school. It will. It will end in high school because you're yeah. chasing logos. Yeah. And again, I agree with you. I've, I've seen that over and over in my career of people wanting to go to that level of right. school and missing out on a ton of opportunities. And again, we we've talked about this, that the lottery that is going to be a professional athlete is is exactly that. It is a lottery, a hundred percent. Now, do a lot of people get the opportunity to try out for the pros? Yes. And you see that every year. And it's the same thing. You see a lot of people get what is called recruited and they go to a college, but they come back after a year because they, you know, something happened. They, it didn't mesh. It didn't work, whatever. Well, the same thing happens in the pros. A lot of people get the opportunity to go pro. Right. It doesn't mean they sustain that pro level. Right. That they get cut after the practice squad or they go to rookie camp and that's it. Or, you know, I, I can go on and on and on. Right. And so what people don't understand is that 
really it is about the experience. You have just gone through high school and maybe you played sport, that same sport, four, five, six, in some cases, 10 years prior to going to high school and you've always played. Right. Well, that's a community-based thing. Right. And, you know, in, in our area, especially, there are 20 high schools. If if you are good, you are most likely going to be on the varsity level at some point in play. That's right. Okay. So now you think that you are going to wait for that dream school to contact you and you passed up on, like you said, Sac State, Azusa Pacific, a Redlands, a USD. A, you know, I could go down that list too. Right. Now you might play there. Right. And you might have a great experience mm -hmm. and you're going to be a starter. You might have a, an opportunity to be an all-conference player and have a really, really positive experience. Right. Or <laughs> two, one of two things happens. You end up finding a way to walk on to that dream school, but you never travel. Right. Which is miserable. Which is miserable. Yeah. You do travel, but never cross the white line. Right. Which is miserable. Yeah. Or you just don't become a college athlete right. because you waited too long and you were above going to that quote unquote smaller school. Smaller school. Now that smaller school, well, how are we defining that? Cause that's the biggest issue because in some cases like a university of Redlands, as an example, right. you get a degree from Redlands. It's a, yes, Ooh, exactly. That is a degree. It's a different level. It's a private school, great but, educational school can lead to a lot of professional right. opportunities for you. Absolutely. hundred percent. And you start looking at those types of things and it, it is almost mind blowing sometimes, but again, we live in a world of ESPN and social media and everything else. And it's what's sexy, right? And really, you know, if, if your goal is to be a collegiate athlete and get your degree, that's the sexy part. Right. The logo that is on your degree, that's the sexy part. That's the sexy, exactly. So, like, we, we got to, like you said, the, the logo chasers for the sport, we, we've, got to, we've got to educate kids out of that mm -hmm. and educate kids on the opportunity. Opportunity, yeah, to compete to compete and, and actually learn what it is to do the things that are necessary to be on the field of play or in the lineup or, or whatever that sport is and actually have a positive experience. Right. Cause really what you do in those four formative years are going to set you up for the rest of your life. Right. And if you had an, a terrible experience over those four years, what that can do to you mentally mm -hmm. is going to be a detriment going into the workforce, into your relationships. I mean, it can have a serious effect and I've watched it happen. Right. I mean, it can have a very serious effect on you and it can take a decade to come out of mm -hmm. because again, when we start talking, I mean, how many guys have you seen retire from pro sports and they just don't know what to do with themselves? Right. There's right. an identity crisis. Well, the same thing happens that I'm an all-star. I'm everybody says I'm this and I'm that, and I'm this. And then I go to a school because that's where everybody said I should go, but I had to walk on to get there and I'm going to earn my spot. And then I don't travel till I'm a junior. I never really play. I never get in the lineup. I never do any of that. Well, now my identity has been destroyed based off that experience. You're hundred percent right. When I could have gone to, like you said, a Sac state, a Montana, a wherever, and, and been a guy and played and, and actually got on the field. So you know, I think that's, I think what you're saying is hundred percent true is like, and that's why I, I say you, you, you cannot chase logos. You, 
I mean, there's a concept of being the best version of yourself yes. where you're at. Yes, no Regardless doubt. of where you're at, be right. the best version of yourself yes. where you're at. So I want to kind of change because, Ryan, I want to get into some stuff that you, you know, that's what uh, A3 is all about is training athletes. I think as a, as a former coach, I think sometimes we as coaches, we get caught up in the physical aspects of the game. Yeah. Right? But I think as a young, you know, per, uh, prospective student athlete, ninth grader, some of the things that you really got to pay attention to, and it, get, it goes back to your level of commitment. Are you committed to being a recruitable athlete at mm. the four-year level? Yeah. Is one is sleep. Yeah. You have to recover in order to continue to build. Yes. I think a lot of our athletes nowadays don't take the time to sleep. They think they just like machines. I, mean, I can go, I can go, I can do all these things to my body. Right. Um, and I think it's important. Something that I talk to our athletes all the time recovery. The time you recover the most is when you sleep. Yeah. So you can't go out and burn up five or 6,000 calories a day out practicing and then turn around and sleep for four hours and then wake up and do it again the next day. Your body will not respond. Yeah. At some like point it it's going to blow up. It's going to blow up. So mm -hmm. again, I think something that I think student athletes, when you talk about what does it take to be a division one or a four year level recruit, yeah. you got to start with, I have to recover so I can develop. I think sleep is important. I think what you put in your body is super important. And that's one of the things I, I've become a big uh, proponent of is stop putting caffeine in your body. Stop drinking monster drinks all the time. Yeah. Water. Your body's 75% water anyway. So you can't replace water with caffeine and, and monster drinks and things like that. Yeah. One, it keeps... So we talk about sleep. You talk about nutrition. You, you're loading up on caffeine. We got too many young student athletes loading up on creatine. We got too many student athletes lowering up all these supplements and there's no substitute for food. Right. Your body is trained and is adapted to basically absorb certain things in your body. Yeah. And those things affect. So if I'm loading up on caffeinated drinks because I got to be amped up in my workout and supplements and supplements, yeah. and yeah. then I'm trying to go to sleep yep. at the end of the day. Well, guess what? You're not getting into the sleep recovery phase that you need. To right. Do. Well, you can't out supplement a bad diet and bad habits. Exactly. So you I think that's something right. that I think I wish all student athletes would pay attention to. Sleep and what you put in your body will affect directly have a, a direct reflect on your performance. And I think to, you know, to touch on that real quick is at a young age when you're developing that way there is a, it goes back to that mental side of it, right? That if I'm 14 to 16, trying to become a varsity athlete up to 18, and I have been on creatine and monster drinks and all these kind of things, well, natural biology will tell you, well, you're going to get faster and stronger, right? It doesn't matter if my sunglasses train you, right? You're going to get faster and stronger and bigger. It's called biology, right? right? It's called evolution. It's what happens to you as a human in that age. But the problem is now I'm 18 years old, and all I've ever known is taking supplements. Right. So what's the first thing I'm going to do at the collegiate level when I'm getting my you-know-what handed to me because everybody's an all-star? I'm going to go, oh, my gosh, I need to get on something. That's right. And that is and such a huge from. problem in our industry is that people depend on that instead of, you know, nothing like, you know, it's the old adage, nothing nothing replaces hard work. Nothing. Right. Well, you know, there's time management, though, that goes in like hard work is such a, a general thing. And part of it is exactly what you're talking about is making good decisions with your food, good decisions with your sleep. And sometimes you're just not going out 
not because of homework or anything else. It's, well, I don't want to be into a situation where there's a bunch of drinking and everything else going on. I don't want to get in trouble. And man, I'm tired. You're tired. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. Need, I'm not going to drink a monster just to go out. Right. Like sometimes you just need to be smart and, and go home. Right. Go home and, and, and take a nap, go to sleep because that stuff will make you better and train the next day. And I think that's something that I think sometimes young athletes make a mistake on. They listen um, to other individuals, what worked for somebody else, it might not work for you. Right. No doubt. It might not yeah. work for you. Stay pure in the fact that you're training and you and you're doing the right things, you're putting the right things in your body, and then adapt from there. I'm not I'm not an anti-supplement. I think some right. of it, but supplement is supplementing a natural balanced diet. Correct. It is not a substitute. And I think Correct. sometimes right. we have we got this perception with athletes that I'm taking supplements and I'm eating, I'm doing a, I'm doing a good job on nutrition. I'm eating a well-balanced diet. No, you're replacing a meal with a supplement, something right. that was developed in a laboratory. And now I'm putting it in my body to supplement, to right. substitute for protein, for right. example. You or know, a, it, a coach told me I need to gain 20 pounds. Exactly. Well, okay. Let that happen naturally because right. really when I'm getting recruited, size is part of it, but Athletic ability is the is irreplaceable. <laughs> right. It's irreplaceable. So if I gain 20 pounds over a summer or I gain 20 pounds over the spring and the summer or whatever that off season is for you, well, I just got slower. Right. And if I got slower, well, now I'm just not recruitable because now I'm, I'm just an average person. Right. But if I kept my same weight, but I use every pound I have in every specific way, you know, whether that's tennis or golf, like it, it really... My power production is my power production, but my swing mechanics, well, I know as a college coach, I mean, by the time I'm done with you, you're going to be in your 20s. That's right. So you're going to gain weight. You're going to gain strength. You're right. going. I'm going to do that for you. The system that I have at my college with the nutrition and right. the docs and the strength coaches and like the system that I have, oh, that'll happen. Right. You don't need to do that right now. No. Be a good athlete, a strong as possible athlete in the body that you have. And let's see what happens here. You see what happens. I but, totally agree. You know, again, you you put on that extra weight, you do what all these extra things, and now you're presenting a false presentation of yourself. Right. And when those things are taken away from you because they're illegal at the NCAA. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, now you're getting into the legality. Right. You yeah. know, now it's illegal and you're getting tested for it. And now you just took five steps backwards athletically because you're not taking those things anymore. We got problems. Yeah. And then in this and it happens. We've seen it happen with athletes. Yes. And then you start doing stuff to try to catch up, like yeah. taking steroids, like taking, you know, the HGH SARMs and the HGH and, all, and everything. All the right. other hormones that everybody else thinks that that's the way to go yeah. do it. There's no substitute, like you said, for hard work. But what are you working hard at? Yes. I've never seen an athlete, I don't care what the sport, where a coach said, I want you slower and non-explosive. <laughs> right. I've never seen, there's not <laughs> right. one coach out there that says, I want you slow. So if you gain 25 pounds mm -hmm. in, in five months and it makes you slower, you just help get yourself de-recruited. Right. And I mean, right. here's an experience. And this is, you know, as a former football coach, I've watched kids have division one scholarships and I've watched kids play against other kids who were not recruited and they ran them down or they make a play in the game. And then that kid that had to offer get de-recruited that offer got pulled because you just got ran down by a slower athlete, supposedly because you did something to yourself that mm -hmm. like you gained too much weight and now you lost a step. Now yeah. that other athletes faster and he, 
will you get de-recruited? Yeah. So again, there's not one sport out there where they ask you, hey, I want you to be slower and non-explosive. Right. Not one sport. So again, bigger is not always better. Right. It's all relative to the sports you're playing and right. the position you're playing. And the body type. And the body have. type. And that's yeah. that's the other thing I think student athletes are what's your body type? You know what? I mean, you can't you can't you can't be 105 pounds and then walk in the weight room and go, I want to be 225 by next year. That ain't going to happen. Right. Your body type, your body composition, your metabolism might not get you there. Right. So now you have to put yourself in, okay, where can I play? Right. What position can I play? Or what what sport? sport can I play? Right. Maybe <laughs> right. it's not, You maybe you can't, if you five foot three and you weigh 105 pounds, you might not be playing football. You might be kicking. Yeah, but there's not a lot of positions out there. But if you you're know? willing to work and but you have you the athleticism, there is a sport. There's for a sport you. for you. No so doubt. you have to you have to have that. You know, you have again. That goes back to evaluating. You know, what level that you need to play and at. realistic evaluation realistic. of yourself. And and really, you know, it 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 does help to have people that you can trust that will be honest with you. Right. And and that's a really important factor. Who's been there? Who's willing to be honest with you and not tear you down? No, that's not what we're saying at all. But having realistic conversations about where you can go and where right. you can be and, and the t how to become the best version of yourself is a really important factor. And, you know, again, we, we've got to circle back to the academic side that, you know, before we get there, last thing I got to say is as a nod to Logan Kilgore that always said, you know, it's your best ability is availability. Exactly. And, and that plays into so many different factors of, you know, you took too many supplements, you got slow, you're not going to play. Or you took too many supplements, you got hurt, you're not going to play. You don't take care of the academic side, right? You're not going to play. You do something silly or inconsiderate or inappropriate on social media, you're not going to play. So your best ability is availability. And that that is such a general concept, but it is absolutely 100% the truth. And when so when I'm chasing this thing down, coach, I mean, the academic side, we just can't stress enough. Cannot. I, and yeah, and cannot. so if I'm a, I'm a parent, I've got a sophomore kid who has taken some AP, or maybe it's not AP at that point, but it's gate, it's honors, it's whatever. Um, they seem to be on track. You know, what are you telling me? If in order for me to, to start raising up that leaderboard, I've got my emails ready to go. They're queued up. Um, I've, I've got some plans to take some road trips and, and check out colleges and see what the practices look like just to observe so I can expose my kid to the level of division one swimming or division one golf or whatever that looks like. What are you advising me on as far as what can I do from an academic standpoint to far exceed my peers? I think the biggest thing I would, I would advise all parents to talk to somebody from the academic side. Talk to an academic advisor. There's mm. there's academic advisors, and not at the high. Not saying the high school counselors don't understand, but they don't always understand what the academic what it takes to be an academic athlete at a four year level. Mm. That's a difference. There's a difference than the academic requirements for for graduating high school, and the academic requirements to get into a college and to finish through college. So I would always recommend that a you know a parent talk to somebody who understands the academic side of it because. When you start talking about what classes those individuals should be taking, first of all, they should all start off with college prep classes. Mm -hmm. You should not be enlowered in a college prep class. And you got to get B's and A's in those college prep classes. Right. Um, I think sometimes, and I've seen parents make this mistake, 
Because again, and not a knock to the parent, I'm a parent. Uh, trust me, we we all think our kids are the greatest people on the earth. They're the best athlete <laughs> and they're the best student. Yeah, you're a great parent if you think that way. But it comes back to what's realistic. Yeah, if I have a student and they're taking honors level classes and they're barely passing them, yeah, then I have to be realistic. And if I want my student to go to college, because we know honors classes, gate classes, those upper level classes. They will help you academically towards the end with your GPA. Right. Will they help you get into a four-year school? Nope. nope. They will not they help you get differently. into They're weighted differently. Yeah. They're weight. So again, if I'm striving and I'm excelling in these honors classes and I'm getting A's, then yeah, it's going to help your overall GPA. Yeah. But if I'm getting C's, yeah. it's not helping my GPA. You get a C in an honors class, you get a if you get a B in a college prep class, it's better than the C in the honors class. Hmm. Because at the end of the day, the honors class only helps you at the end of the year because the honors class is to prepare you to take the honors test. Right. The for example, if I'm taking all these honors classes in math, it's preparing me to take the honor test. Yeah, right, math, right, right. Right at the end of the semester. Yeah, the AP test. The AP the test. Yeah. So when I take the AP test, I got to get a certain score. So when I transfer to the four-year level. I might have not have to take transfer that one math. class, right? But if you get a low score on the AP test, you go into the next. You're gonna get in college, right? Great, you took AP math. You now you still got to take math again, right? But are you prepared for it? But are you prepared for it because right. you struggle so much in that? No doubt that that uh, gate or AP class yeah. in high school. And I think sometimes parents have to be realistic about, okay, do you want to get your kid in college, or is it really about you? For you to say. My son is taking or my daughter is taking an AP class. Right. The one thing I tell my sons is this, get in college prep classes and be great at them. Again, be the best version of yourself in what you're doing. Take them. Now, right. I've had a son who took AP classes. He excelled in them. Mm -hmm. But he got a score on his on his AP exam and he didn't have to take math in, in college. Okay. But the other classes, he had to take them. English, yeah. he had to take them. Right. He had to take all the rest of them. So I look back and go, Okay, was that did that help my son get into college? Well, the fact that he had good grades got into college. Right. But take but the stress he went through, and I'm trying to yeah. balance, I'm trying to be an athlete, I'm trying to be a student, I'm trying to do all the right. That takes a toll on a student. Yes. You know, overall. No so doubt. we gotta be realistic with our students about what's in their best interest. So I would tell all parents, get with somebody who understands the academic side. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that understand the other side. They think yes. they understand the other side. Right. They got a lot of opinions about, oh, your kid got to do this. It's got to get faster. You got to get bigger. You got to get stronger. Talk to the person that's like, your kid's got to do this in the classroom. Right. You got to get a tutor. Yeah. You know, get a tutor for them. They struggling, get them a tutor. Right. You know, get somebody, tell them to get in study groups. Some I talk to my sons all like, hey, Get in study groups with the students that understand what's going on because then you can learn from them. Right. Maybe you can't learn. You Maybe you can't learn from the instructor. Everybody has a different style of teaching right. and it takes time. But if you really, if it's what's best for my student, get them a tutor. Help them, again, right. supplement them in the classroom instead of supplementing them with the physical stuff that really ain't helping them too well. Supplement right. them in the classroom. Well, yeah, I think there's just so much to that that you're saying that, that you know, again, it goes back to athletes think, in some cases that if they work hard and they play the varsity level, they'll just get recruited. Just right. like some people think, well, if I go out and I, I don't fail and right. I do decent in school, then I'll just get into college. Right. Again, it's, it's actually more competitive mm -hmm. to get in as a student than to just get in as an athlete. Exactly. It, because 
you're talking about a small percentage of people trying to become athletes, but everybody is trying to be a student. Is trying to be a student. Right. I shouldn't say everybody, but a large percentage of people are trying to get into college and there's only so many colleges. That's so, right. you know, the admissions aspect of it, and that's why admissions percentages are so low that this school only takes this percentage and this, this, right. this and I think it's really important to to hit that on the head that, you know, what people don't understand too, and I, I don't even think I understood this. It was Cat uh, at March Consulting that taught me this. So when you talk about find someone who understands academics, right. she is a, if, if anybody's ever heard of her or heard of the business March Consulting, like they are, I mean, <laughs> I learned every time I talk to her. So one of the things that she told me that I, I didn't really understand before, prior to this conversation is you go out and you take all these AP and honor classes and you end up with a 17.0 when you graduate high school, you know, right. or, you know, I'm kidding, 4.5, right. whatever. But the colleges take your classes and reweight them anyway. Right. So right. all of those 4.5s and 4.7s and all that, that's fantastic that you did that. Congratulations. I didn't do that in high school. But at the same time, those grades, that grade point average does not transfer into the collegiate setting that no. they take all of those classes and just reweight them anyway. Right. And so what are you doing? You know, yes, that college level course absolutely helps. The more, you know, there's a lot that you have dual enrollment stuff now, which is fantastic, especially with BC yes. doing what they're doing now. I mean, there, there are options, but again, it goes back to the investment and and really the the commitment that you're putting into this thing when you decide either I want to go to college or I want to be an athlete in college, either one, from that moment on, there is an investment in time, in money, in work, in sacrificing, in in family decisions, in vacations, in everything. Like you those things cease to exist. Right. Because you have a very short window of time when you start looking at your entire life. We're talking about freshman to senior in high school and then whatever, you know, whatever that career path is for you in college, while that might seem like an eternity, I mean, myself going back to college right now, it feels like an eternity that right. I'm doing this thing. But again, it's a very small window of my life right. to better the remainder of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I think we get caught up in the present time and think, oh, this is just such a grind and this is so hard and we don't get to go on vacation this year. Or we don't get to do this. And well, we, we have to spend money on this tutor. Or we need to spend money on this training instead of going here or buying this car or, you know, whatever that might be. And I think, we, you know, there, there's, there has to be a, a really hard decision that is made that even if you don't have the money to invest. There are ways and there are programs. We have them at A3. Right. There are programs that will allow you to have those services if you are willing to do the work. Right. And that's really what it comes down to is that it's being an athlete and being a very, very good athlete is almost a small percentage of what we're talking about when we talk about going to that level and being able to be a competitor and play and have the opportunity. I, I can't stress that enough. Having the opportunity to get your school paid for. Right. Or help you get into school because you're a walk-on. Right. Because that that is something that people need to understand too. Mm -hmm. That if I'm an invited walk-on, there is a little bit of help getting you into school. Right. And so all of these things play, and that is an investment I am taking in myself to better myself for the longevity of my life. 
And so being a good athlete, well, that's just part of it. Right. No, that's doubt. expected. It's expected. So th- yeah. that's not your only focus. And I, I think that gets lost a lot of times that, you know, the people that you're wanting to go party with and hang out with and all that, again, that has to take a backseat. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things, and this is something I think athletes got to consider is what's your mindset? Yes. I think what you're saying, Ryan, is you're talking about a mindset of a competitive athlete, a mindset of somebody who's trying to be the best version of themselves. Yes. I think so many times we, you know, again, that's skipped. What's the mindset of a champion? A champion works every single day. Go. Everybody watches the LeBrons, the Kobe's, the Michael Jordans, the guys like that, the special level guys. And they go, I can be that guy. You don't understand those guys' mindset and their approach to what they do on a day-to-day basis is much higher than most people. Yes. You know, they, you know, Coach Ferrer, our volleyball coach over at Bakersville College, talks about, you know, we as individuals hit default every single day. Yes. We go back to default. We finish the day, we go back to start. You have to make a conscious effort not to hit default every single day. You got to make a conscious effort to say, I'm going to be better than I was yesterday, today, yes. and here are the steps I'm going to take to do that. Yeah. And I think sometimes as young athletes, they don't think about that. They don't think about the mindset. You, we've heard this in sports our whole life. 80% of the game is, is, I mean, is mindset, is the mental aspect of the game. Right. The 20% is the physical part. Absolutely. So you can develop the physical part and all you want, but if the mental part of the game is not developed, then guess what? You're not going to be very good. You're not going to be the next level. What separates LeBron James from everybody else in the in, in the NBA and these other guys is the mindset. Yep. The Steph Curry, the mindset. Yep. How can you be six foot three, not a very big guy, come out of Davidson and be the best shooter in the NBA? The mindset. Arguably the, the history. Uh, the history of the game. It's yeah. the mindset. Yes. And I think sometimes we skip over that. You know, we talk a lot about it's like you gotta have you gotta have the mental mindset of a champion. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what that is. And a lot of people want to win. Yeah, but they don't know how to win. Well, I mean, you look at the Usain Bolts of the world too. Like, you know, people don't understand the longevity, right? That that man was the fastest man in the world and was feared by everybody in the world, right? Like from when he was 16 years old to when he retired, he was the guy right. of track and field, and that was a 20 year span, right? There's no other sprinter in the history of the world that had that type of effect on a sport, right? Ever, right? And that's a, at that level, it, it is unheard of. And everyone's like, well, who's the next Usain Bolt? There isn't one. No, <laughs> there wasn't. And me. so, you know, right. it, it just goes into everything that you're saying. It's funny that you talk about mindset because that's, that's kind of the goal of the next episode and bringing Coach Frayer on yeah. and uh, just kind of, I mean, we might not say too much, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just let Coach go crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this has been, uh, this has been great. I think we're going to, uh, obviously we're going to dive into this recruiting things. You can't finish it in two 30 minute segments. Um, but I think we have put a lot out there. Hopefully this helps any of you out there that is, is considering being a collegiate athlete or, you know, really going after any dream, right. really. Um, I, I hope this helped you. Uh, if, if we can be of any further help, please feel free. Give us a call, send us an email. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And uh, we're always here to help. It's what we do. And uh, just happy to be back doing this. And uh, looking forward to the next one, Coach. All right. Thanks, Ryan, man. It's yeah. great. Thanks for listening to the Total Athlete Podcast by A3 Sports Performance. To meet with myself or one of our pro coaches and figure out what is best for you, head over to A3SportsPerformance.com and book your free game plan session. Now get focused and get to work.